Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life in order to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. And if you are a regular listener to One of a Kind, you welcome back. I am so excited that you decided to join us again today. If you are a new listener, welcome as well. Uh, Just to let you know how this usually goes, I usually share a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago and then reflect on what I know now and what I wish I had known then. But today, you do not have to hear me blabble like a talking head because we have a wonderful special guest. Her name is Chris. Francoeur, and she is an author of many books, some novels and a memoir. And so she's here to share with us her knowledge and wisdom on gratitude. And I talk a lot about gratitude, um, which was something that I was trying to embrace as I was going through my struggle and thought she'd be a wonderful person to have on the podcast. So welcome, Chris. Thank you, Kim. I'm glad to be here. Yes, I'm so glad you could join us. Um, We've had, we've chatted before and we've had so much in common down to our love of sheep. <laughs> Absolutely. And they may, they may decide to say hello to everybody today. Well, and that's perfect because my dogs might decide to say hello too, because we have a lot going on in the house today. So well, hopefully they won't talk to each other. That could get loud. That could get loud. And in, as we speak, Franklin is at the door breathing his hot breath, panting at the door because it's closed and I can hear him. (laughs) So, um, so Chris, tell us a little bit about how you came to be an author. Sure. Um, I didn't play, well, I should say, I did always want to be a writer, but for decades and decades, I was a public school teacher, special educator, uh, then assistant principal, director of support services and principal. During that time, I also continued to write contemporary romance novels and tried to get them published and, you know, kept going with that process without a whole lot of success for a long time. And then in 2013, our middle son, Sam, passed away of an accidental drug overdose. And Sam... I'm so sorry. Thank you. Sam, uh, all of my kids, mother of four... And um, my kids, my husband, our parents have always been very successful, very, very supportive of my writing process. But Sam was the one who really believed that I would be a published author. And he used to tell me all the time that when it happened, we would all go out to dinner and we would eat whatever we wanted. Because when you're from a uh, family with four kids on a public school, two public school educators' salaries, getting anything you want at a restaurant's a big deal. Yes. And so after Sam died, I decided it was time to honor his belief in me and take my writing seriously. And as I tell people all the time, um, the biggest step in that was hiring a very good professional editor. Oh, okay. And that made all the difference. And within, um, within six months of getting a really good editor, I had... Uh, two publishing contracts on my novels, and now have published four and have a fifth coming out soon. Wow, that is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And then as part of um, gratitude, after Sam died, 
as I think any parent who loses a child, I went into a very, very dark place. And I can't even imagine. Absolutely. And I hope, you know, I always say to people, I never, ever would wish this on that grief on anyone. Yeah. And I was going to lose myself in that mm -hmm. process. I was losing myself. I was falling into a pit and I didn't see a way out. And, you know, I have three other kids. I had a group, my first grandchild on the way at the time, um, you know, a wonderful husband four parents around the area, you know, both of our, both sets of parents are here. And I was going to disappear in my grief. Mm -hmm. For me, the way I came out of that was by a daily gratitude practice on social media. Oh, I love it. And so for me, it became that every single day, um, actually for two and a half years after Sam died, every single day I posted on Facebook that for which I was gra grateful on that particular day. And some days that was really hard because some days I was in such a dark place that finding anything for which I could say I was thankful was really pushing myself. Mm -hmm. Some days it was easier. But what I found is as I did it, the light started to come back. The light yeah. came back into my heart, into our lives. And I could see that, I mean, I will grieve forever, but I could see hope and joy and light because of this practice of gratitude. Yeah. And so how did you... Um come to start practicing gratitude, especially I can't imagine that that was an easy thing to do if you were in such a dark place. So what made you say, oh, gratitude, that's the thing. It, I had always been interested in the idea um, of the practice of conscious gratitude, um, but I hadn't, I'd always liked the idea. I hadn't practiced it. Mm -hmm. And about a week after Sam died, there was this really bizarre rainbow that appeared in the sky and rainbows had always been associated with Sam. There were rainbows on the day he was born. Every year on his birthday, a rainbow showed up. It was oh. a running thing in the family. I love it. It's <laughs> such a magical thing. A it rainbow. is. And, and, you know, we get calls from all over the world as Sam's friends travel now and they go, oh, I know Sam visited today because of this rainbow. But about a week after he died, we were standing out on our back deck and we were looking towards the area where he is buried. And there was an up and down rainbow right over the area that we would be looking at to see the cemetery. Wow. And it was- First of all, I've never even seen an up and down rainbow. Ever. None of them. And it was a beautiful, clear fall day in Vermont. There was no reason for a rainbow. Thousands of people saw that rainbow that day, and all of them knew, I mean, Sam was very well known. So many people associated that rainbow with Sam. Yeah. And that day, I wrote a post about how in the middle of such great sadness, you can still have a moment of such beauty and light. And I threw it up on Facebook. And what surprised me was that people responded to it. 
Mm-hmm. And it was never about their responses. It was about me finding my own light again. But it started a slow, it's sort of a slow moving mo- movement of people saying that they were following the posts and they mattered to them. And they started thinking about their own lives in terms of gratitude. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so incredibly powerful. And because I think on the day to day, even if there isn't this, you know, such a tragic loss, the loss of a child, we can sometimes get stuck in our own stuff. Even the simple mundane things like, you know, today, before we started recording, I was having my moment about this, you know, the junk removal company and not coming with two empty trucks and only coming with one truck and charging me an astronomical amount of money and fooling around playing basketball, my basketball hoop. And it's like, in the huge scheme of things, it's not really the end of the world, but in the moment it felt like it. And boy, was I angry, but taking that, you know, and it's, and so we get stuck in those kind of things on a day-to-day basis. And so taking that step back and saying, there's gratitude in this moment. I'm maybe the gratitude is just that I, gave the kid a free moment of fun on his maybe not so great job, you know? So especially today in Maryland, it is the humidity level is probably a hundred percent and it feels like it's 200 degrees outside. So, you know, and so just taking that moment to have a gratitude for something so small or what seems so small really can in almost a snap of your fingers really change it around um, and just give you a slightly different perspective, which can then give you the hope to feel like, okay, I got this. I can take one more step or I can take one more minute today. And I think, you know, I had, as I say, for two, for 30 months straight, I did a gratitude post, at least one a day, every single day. Some were very short, some were pages long, if it was, you know, sort of thinking about an event or something like that. And then after that, after those two and a half years, I started working on a book about surviving Sam's loss and, and um, which is my memoir. Not that long after that, we um, very unexpectedly, completely to our shock, found out that my husband has Lou Gehrig's disease. He has ALS. Oh no. And we had no anticipation that that was, we went in thinking he had like a vitamin deficiency. Yeah. And suddenly we're hearing the words that um, you may only have two at the most two years to live. Now that was more than two years ago, thankfully. Oh, thankfully. But I went, you know, I had come so far coming back with a practice of gratitude about losing Sam. And I went into after Paul's diagnosis, it took me about a week before I could say, if you really believe that daily practices of gratitude work, then you need to get off your rear end and get back on the gratitude really consistently. And again, it brought light and joy and hope back. Ah, I love it. I love it. Um, Because it's, I I don't want to say simple, but at the same time, it is simple. It's the simple thing. It doesn't cost us any money. We don't have to carry a notebook. Although every night I do a gratitude journal and I write at least three things that I'm grateful for at the very end of the day. And I have all my notebooks saved since I started with my struggling stay at home mom journey back in 2014, 2015. And um, looking back and some of them are so silly, simple. Like I'm so grateful that I had Dairy Queen ice cream today. And so 
Um, but it, you don't, I mean, you don't have to take the time and commit to writing in a, in a notebook, but it's something that's so fleeting and simple that we can just literally grab it whenever we need it. And there isn't anything to it. We don't have to rely on someone else to do it for us or to provide us with anything. It's something that we can do just simply for ourselves, which is in and of itself so incredibly powerful because it gives us our power back. Absolutely. And it also, and you know, you just mentioned it. I absolutely advocate that gratitude should be either written or spoken aloud. I do prefer the written piece, whether Same. it's in a notebook or on your phone or on social media. And my reason for it is one, because I think it gives it the honor it deserves. Yes. But it also, I mean, when I went to write the book, which is largely based upon those, those posts about gratitude, there were, I mean, especially in that first year when I was grieving, you know, it was such a hard time. There were things I had forgotten about that when mm -hmm. I went back through and I, you know, we had a neighbor who used to leave us what we what she calls random acts of baked goods. And Ooh, we can I have home. her as my neighbor? Oh, awesome. I'd come home and find a treat on the on the porch and how that made me feel. And yes. looking back at that is a gift. It, yes. So much because she gave you joy in that moment, but her giving you that treat also brought her joy in the moment too. And that <laughs> is that is just a wonderful thing because. Sometimes, you know, even though we're hyper connected with social media, sometimes it can feel like we're so vastly disconnected because on some level we're on our phones. Mm -hmm. um, and the, I'll say the neighborhood connection isn't there. Like I can remember growing up um, yeah. in a typical suburban neighborhood and all the dads on our block would get together and play poker one night a month. Yeah. And the moms would get together one night a month and do a say in, say in mom's thing. And, you know, maybe have mimosas or something, or they would go out and leave us at home with the dads, but that doesn't happen now. So like no, no one in my neighborhood, I only know a few people's names and there's my neighborhood is fairly small with 40 houses, but you know, it's, there's that disconnection there. So having that sense of connection with the neighbor who brings you treats is amazing, but then to have the connection of gratitude to it as well is even more amazing. Absolutely. And, and I do also, um, I, I think there is a lot that is wrong with social media. Yes. Having said that, I think social media can be a tool for good. And, yes. and in the case of, you know, when I wrote gratitude posts, um, uh, time I had an assistant named Patty who a dear friend and kept me going at that time period mm -hmm. of my life. There was a day where every day, Sam used to call me every day after lunch just to say hello when I was at work. And every day I would cry at that time because it would hit me that he was never going to call me again. Yes. And she kept me in the really good Kleenexes with the lotion. So, you know, oh, the rest. best. And, you know, so I wrote about, you know, Patty, thank you. Thank you. You know, I want to express my gratitude to Patty for making it so I don't look like Rudolph. Or, you know, a teaching colleague brought me waterproof mascara. I was a principal at the time. I needed to dress up. She's like, look, if you're going to wear mascara, it's going to be waterproof because otherwise. Um, Raccoon eyes. Right. No one's. 
they're not a good look not for anyone nope Nope. and so you know those sorts of things yeah so So, I wrote them out there so people could see them yes and because those people who you show appreciation and gratitude for it fills them up too to read that on your post and they don't do those things for you in x expectation of having a post or, an, you know, something they do it for out of the kindness of their heart, but it lets them know that they are appreciated. But then I think it also inspires other people to start taking action in the same way, which Absolutely. Um, the world needs more of that. So mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's all good stuff. And you're right. Social media does have some positive things. I mean, it connected us. So that's absolutely a great thing in and of itself. So for my listeners who might be struggling or think like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start with a gratitude practice. What would be something that they would be able to do starting today based on your experiences with your practice that you started? Sure. I would say it should be daily and Mm -hmm. it can be all of 30 seconds. That it should be specific, not I had a great dinner tonight, but instead um, that salad that we made from the greens we got at the farmer's market was so good. Very Mm -hmm. specific. And then I do, as we just talked about, I do feel it should either be written, which is my preference, or at least spoken aloud. Keeping those thoughts just in our head, don't give them the weight they should have. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah, I think those are two great things. It's super easy. We all have our phone. Every has some sort of note taking app there where we can just, um, you know, we're grateful for. You can grab a little cute little notebook or journal at the dollar store. Um, You know, super easy. Um, But giving them the weight that they deserve is the most important thing. Um, So super great tips. I think my internet connection is not great because um, it looks like the screen is freezing up. So I hope I'm still recording and this is still working because um, I'm just going to keep on talking. Um, so of course, it's my internet is not stable right now because today is just that kind of day, but that's okay. I'm so grateful to have the internet, even if it isn't, even if it isn't working the way that I want it to. So, um, so Chris, we, um, will you give me your links? Are your books on Amazon? They are. Um, the actually right now, one of my novels and of grief, garlic and gratitude, my memoir are on Amazon. I am about to re-release three of my novels and have a fourth new novel coming out. And so they are not on Amazon yet, but, um, I do have one novel tomorrow and yesterday that is on Amazon right now by Chris Frankor. Awesome. I love it. So. Um, Chris, can you send me the links for social media if you're open to new Facebook friends or social media friends um, in case if anyone has a question, is it okay if they direct message you? Absolutely. Yes. Perfect. So um, I will have all of Chris's information in the show notes. So it will be a one-stop shop for you to check out her books or to follow her on social media. And I just have to tell you, I love the idea of gratitude a day on social media. So I'm going to start and we'll see how many days in a row I can go. Um, 30 months. That's a long time. So I don't know if I can, I'm going to give it my shot and see if I make it three months because I just love it. So, um, and just spreading the love and spreading the gratitude is an amazing thing. 
So I just want to thank you, Chris, so much for taking the time to join us today on One of a Kind You. I'm, I'm super grateful that you shared your story with us and um, took the time to be here. Thank you. It's been wonderful. And, and good luck with all your move. Thank you. Fingers crossed all the dominoes fall right into place just as, just as I need them to. Yes. So um, if you enjoyed today's episode of One of a Kind You and you think that a friend could benefit from listening, please feel free to share the more the merrier. And I hope to see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in.